Riverside. Bonjour, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is, wherever you are, thank you for listening, thanks for tuning in to the Young Dad Podcast, I'm Jay, and with me, as always, well, most of the time at least, is my handsome co-host, Aaron, hey, Aaron, say what's up to the people. What up, people? It is Wednesday, November 9th, that you're listening to this, we have a fantastic episode for our listeners out there, which, by the way, thank you so much for listening. The weather is changing. It is in the 40s where I'm at, and it is cold, and I do not like it. I miss the sun. I miss the warm weather. And we are knee-deep into the classic debate this time of year. Is it Christmas time or is it Thanksgiving? To each their own. We don't judge. If we do, it's behind closed doors and off the air. Make sure to like, share, follow, leave five stars, and all that jiggity jazz. Today on the show, we have... Weird and irrational fears. I'm the problem. It's me. Conversations with your younger self. And one of our favorites, a timeless classic that will always probably be really funny. Headliners returns. So grab a juice box, grab a snack, and let's talk. Hey, you. Yes, you. Did you know that we have some amazing deals and brands that we work with? That are all in one convenient place. You didn't? Well, let me tell you about it. Our Linktree. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash ballboyblog has everything you can want for all of our deals. You can find all of our social medias. Our Movember fundraiser. Danos. Coldest Water. Everlast. And Fanatics. It's that time of year where it's time to start thinking about what you're going to get your loved ones for the holidays. Check out our link tree for some amazing things. Support the podcast, give back, and give forward. We work with brands that we use. We love them. We trust them. We know that you'll love them too. Huge shout out, as always, to our live studio audience. We cannot do this without you guys. Thank you so much. We love you. You're the best. Aaron, before we jump into our irrational fears, I got to know from you, when is the least judgmental time in your eyes for someone to decorate for Christmas? Uh, The correct time, (laughs) the correct time to put up Christmas decorations is the day after Thanksgiving. And we actually agree on something for once. It is the day after Thanksgiving. It is on Black Friday. You need to give yourself time to celebrate the second best holiday, in my opinion, after 4th of July, because that's when stuff goes boom. But you get to eat all day on Thanksgiving. Yeah, not to mention football. Football season? Like, enjoy it. Enjoy the time where you don't have to worry about getting Christmas gifts yet, where they're just kind of on the back of your mind. And not where you have to do it. And enjoy football. Enjoy the weather change. And enjoy getting ready for appetizer season, pie season, pumpkin pie, apple pie, cherry, all the pies, turkey, food. The most delicious time of the year. That is a fact. Aaron, irrational fears is our first topic on today's show. So we both have two irrational fears here that we're going to expose ourselves on. And so I put you first here because I can. (laughs) Yeah. So um, my irrational fear is I have this weird thing about swimming in open water. So like uh, we have a lake here near my house and whenever we go out, if I'm out swimming, it's not that I'm a bad swimmer. I can swim very well. But if I'm in like the deep part of the lake, it's just something that's at the back of my mind. Or if I'm in the ocean, like. I just feel like something's going to come and get me. That's fair. So when you're swimming in a lake, you just think that Lockie's going to come get you? Yeah, something. The Loch Ness Monster? Yeah, I don't know what it is, but you know, you just get that that feeling of vulnerability. I get that. I get that. I mean, I love water. I love all kinds of water. 
I mean, if something's going to come eat me, go ahead. You know, my time. Yeah. No, and it's weird because I'm an avid fisherman, so I, I'm always on the water. But but you're in something, though. You can get away from something a lot faster in a boat than you can actually being in in the water. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. It's It's not even anywhere near my mind when I'm in the boat fishing. Yeah, and you're they're coming to you, but you also have something you you're in full control of that situation when you're just in the water, you know, the tide, the current more so has control over you than anything else. So that makes sense. Valid, I guess. Mine's um probably a bit less valid. Okay, so I have a reason behind this one. Okay. My first one is raccoons. So many people think raccoons are so cute and adorable, and I'm like, get out. You're go to jail. They're <laughs> evil. And the only reason I said this, say this, is when I was 16, 15, 16, when I lived with my dad for high school, my brothers and my stepmom had a bunch of cats. Like, we had so many cats. It was disgusting. I'm not a cat person since that. And they were all outdoor cats, at least for the most part, they were outdoor cats. And so their food would be on the, the porch. And so we had a bunch of stairs going up to our front porch to get inside the door. Well, guess what would go up those steps to eat food? Or raccoons. Yeah, man, I, I, I can't, I can't relate because I've lived in SoCal for most of my life. So very rare raccoon encounters here. Yeah, and they're they're just little. They have little tiny claws. They have rabies. They're little bandits. They're stealing stuff. <laughs> and I was just always so terrified when I saw when I would go home and I would shine my headlights on the porch to make sure that there were no raccoons. Or if there were, I would shine my brights on them and then they would run off so I could like sprint up the stairs and into the door. Like, no joke. I would call into the house and be like, yo, can you open the door and chase the raccoons off the porch so I can come in? No joke, I did that. All the time. I got laughed at for it. And I'm okay yeah, with well, that. Well, that leads me into my fear, and it's it's snakes. I, I just, I mean, I can hold one in my hand, like a small little boa or, or something like that, but like certain snakes or, or like bigger snakes, it just freaks me out, man. Like, I cannot do it. That makes sense because they're just, you just don't know. They're unpredictable. Yeah, well, here, I mean, we live in the high desert, so, I mean, it's like they're prominent here. So, like, they rule the the territory here. So, it's like anything that's overturned or has been sitting for a while, you got to kind of be careful, like, lifting it up. Like, there might be one under or. Are there snakes in the drain? mm, I've never ran into that, but I've heard stories. That would freak me out, living in like a de- true desert area, is knowing that a scorpion or a snake could come out of your toilet. Not go well, in, but could come out. Yeah, no, I've, I've never personally seen that here, but yeah, I've, I've seen like online and, and seen stories about it. See, that would trip me out. You just go to do your business, next thing you know, you have a snake bite or a scorpion sting. Yeah, and right in your pants, your pants are on the ground. Like, what, <laughs> what are you going to do? Because whoever comes and finds you is going to get an eyeful. <laughs> and it might not be a good one. That leads me into my, to my, the last one here before we wrap this part up is wild squirrels. See, I didn't, I don't get this one, man, because um, whenever we go camping, I mean, we run into them a lot and they're, they're funny little creatures, man. Like they, they like to interact with humans. So the ones here. out in like the ones out in like nature and stuff are cool, like deep nature because they're more naturey. But the ones that hang around like suburban life, like apartment complexes and stuff. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't trust those. I don't trust them. I don't <laughs> like them. They scare me because they go part way up the tree when I walk out of my apartment. They go part way up the tree and then they stare at me with their beady little black eyes. Yeah, they when got that, like, they got like that ready mean to, streak in them. Yeah, they're like ready to go. And I took my trash out probably a couple weeks ago. And no joke, I get to the dumpster to throw my trash in, and then the squirrel comes up to the edge of the dumpster and just stares me down. Like, I thought the squirrel was about to pounce on me, and I was like, nope, nope. I threw my trash, and I, I was like, I'm out. 
I didn't have my dog with me either, so I didn't have no protection. And it was all bad. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's they're usually little, little troublemakers. They're usually around camp stealing shit. So. <laughs> yeah, they steal stuff all the time. But you can't trust the ones that are near a suburban area because they're so used to grabbing food from like dumpsters and trash cans. Like they're, they're little entitled little pieces of brown, furry, somewhat cute poop, and they're awful. So wild squirrels, raccoons for me, snakes and open bodies of water for you. Yeah, so I mean it's – I don't know. I, I know there's a word for that that open body of water thing, but – yeah, oh, just... there is too. I can't think of it though. It's an actual phobia, like on the list of phobias. I don't think mine are actual phobias. Mine are just really weird, irrational fears. So now, listeners, you know a little bit more about us. You're welcome. Uh, everything you didn't need to know about us was that we have fears of, well, I have fears of squirrels and raccoons and air and open bodies of water and snakes. They're all completely valid. Do not judge us. And don't put anything in the comments about our fears, please. Be be somewhat kind. I know mine are ridiculous. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to jump back in here in just a moment. Do you want to give someone just an amazing gift this holiday season? Well, let me help you out. You know someone that loves to cook, loves flavor, but doesn't love all the extra things that come in your normal store-bought seasoning? That's why Danos is amazing. Low sodium, zero calories, all natural ingredients, four amazing flavors. Original, everything bagel, spicy, and chipotle. It's all natural. It's low sodium. It's Danos seasoning. Yum, yum. Get you some. Use our link in our link tree. Use our code BALLBOY at checkout to save some money, support your favorite podcast, and to give someone some amazing flavor this holiday season. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. For today's wellness topic, we will be diving into a single lyric from a song that has taken over the Billboard Top 100. The song has 53 million streams and counting. It's been number one on the charts for two weeks in a row. You and I both know it. It's Antihero by my personal celebrity crush for a majority of my life, Taylor Swift. Love this song. Can't get enough of it. Let's open with a question, though, before we get off into talking about music and how much I love Taylor Swift. When was the last time, Aaron, that you stopped and self-assessed before blaming someone or something else? Mm, yeah, this is um, this is something I've actually, like within the last year or two, have really worked on. So, um, yeah, it's it's quite often that I do it now. But before, I, I'd never think about things this way. I would always look for the problem externally with someone else or with a certain thing, I would never look on the inside and I would just let things affect me a lot more than they should. I agree with that. I would say for me, it was before my divorce where I was always looking for a problem that was somewhere else that wasn't involving me. That wasn't my fault. And we do that. We learn as we grow and mature so let's break this down for the listener to how they can identify this. And then we'll talk a little bit more about each of these in depth. Ideally, first question, you're going to answer these. They should be pretty straightforward. Where did the problem start? Where do all these problems normally start? Not rhetorical. Problem normally starts with you. Starts with the, not you personally, unless it's your problem, but starts with the person. And that can be something really hard for someone to to admit that the problem starts with them. 
then who's responsible for solving the problem? Again, if the problem starts with you, you're responsible for solving it. Whose emotional well-being is the problem affecting? Any guesses, Aaron? No guesses. That's okay. The person whose emotional well-being being affected is you. Whose mental well-being is being affected? Again, that's you. If the problem starts with you, it ends with you. Which is why it's important to face that problem head on. All right, looks like we might be experiencing some technical difficulties. Kids, part of the job, part of the business. So I'm going to keep us going here, which is fine if you join me on Let's Talk. We've talked about something similar like this before. It's super fun. I love doing it. So we're, we just kind of went over where the problem starts, where the problem ends. So I want to give you a real real world example. For me personally, where I'd seen this most was after my divorce and myself. I wasn't super happy with my health. I wasn't super happy with my mental state. I wasn't super happy with it's kind of how my heart felt and how my mind felt. And so I really had to self-assess. I had to figure out where my heart was, where my mind was, where my head was. And I wanted to point the finger. Someone did this to me. That person needs to pay. That person needs to make this right for me. That's not that's not how it works. And we kind of touched on this a couple of weeks ago when we mentioned those those talks that we listened to that really kind of brought this topic back into light, which kind of feels this topic more. So we're kind of building on it a bit more. But this is really starting with you. I'm the problem. It's me. I'm my own problem. I'm my own biggest enemy. I get in my way more than anyone else. And Aaron can confirm this. I get in my own way more than anyone else gets in my own way, especially while we're recording. I'll get in my own way while we record. I'll get in my own way while we're doing something, while we're playing Madden, something like that. I get in my own way because I overthink it. I overshoot. It gets in my head. I get in my own head. I scramble my words. I jumble. I try to go too fast all the time so i have to backtrack and go back okay this is my problem i'm emotional i'm a wreck i'm unhealthy my heart's broken what's now where does the problem start okay my problem starts here why is my problem from this well it's because my partner five years did this and this and this i did this and this these are my problems. These are the things that I need to improve because I can control these. That is something super important when you're talking about being the problem and taking self, the self-accountability of being the problem is you have to take control of what you can control. And that's it. If you can't control it, don't take responsibility for it because you can't control it. So what's the point in you taking the responsibility for it when you can't do anything about it? I just want you to think about that. Who's responsible for solving said problem? Who's responsible for your heart? You. Who's responsible for your brain? You. Who's responsible for your emotional, mental, spiritual well-being? Yourself. Who's responsible for your physical health? You and you alone. Only you can fix these problems. I could put you into a dark space and give you a scenario that puts you into a dark space. I'm not going to do that. But I could do that, and immediately you're going to want me to fix it. You're going to want me to bring you out of it. But I'm not going to, because that's not my job. You let me put put you there. you got to bring yourself out of it. Sucks. It super sucks knowing that you can't blame someone else for you, your feelings, your reactions, your heart, your mind, how you feel, how you react. You can't blame anyone else for that, except for you. 
And so you have to take that on yourself. It has to be about you. You have to take it upon yourself. And that's okay. Do it. Because the only person that will benefit the most and more than anyone is you. And those who are still around that love you and care about you and supporting you. They're going to notice the difference in you as you start healing and taking that self-accountability and solving you, understanding you're the problem and fixing those problems about yourself. And with this, you can also use this same when you feel kind of lost, when you're in a rut, when you don't feel grounded, is when you're in these, these spaces, these head spaces, man, I'm just in a rut. I don't know how to get out of it. You do. You do know how to get out of it. You just have to start. You have to ask, what am I doing different? What am I doing? Not wrong, but where's my problem? Self-assess. Before you start blaming, oh, work's been crappy, or my relationship hasn't been great, or kids have been really stressing me out, or whatever it is that's been really stressing you out. Before you jump into that and you start blaming XYZ external factors, what are you doing about ABC being yourself? Oh, I haven't been eating right, so I'm more tired, so I'm more irritable. I haven't been sleeping enough. Oh, I haven't been eating well. Oh, I haven't exercised in three, four days. Or I haven't practiced my hobby to let my creative side really shine. I've been putting all these other people before myself, and I haven't taken any time for self-care. Different things like that are really going to be where your problem starts. Asking why I feel this way. That's such a powerful phrase to ask yourself is that why? Why do I feel like crap? Why am I in this rut? When? Why do I keep feeling like this? And how do I stop? Start problem solving. Make a list. Get a whiteboard. Talk to a friend. Talk to someone that loves and cares about you. That'll listen. That will help you figure it out. Because sometimes just talking it all out, you'll realize, oh, that's my problem. I'm my problem. And you're on the road to fixing it for you. Some other things that you can do to help your yourself kind of bring it back and feel grounded again or possibly writing a gratitude list once a day in like a journal or something. Every day, write three things you're grateful for. Helps ground you. Helps you be thankful for what you have instead of being envious and jealous of what you don't. Affirmations. Practice positive daily affirmations. You are worthy. You are loved. You are talented. You are beautiful. You are on your way. Give yourself credit for the little progress that you're making. I lost two pounds this week in the gym. Awesome. All my muscle feels stronger. I went down. I started lifting 20 more pounds. I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm going to celebrate these small little milestones. Huge. Build yourself up. Build your own brain up. Build your own self up, and that will take you so far. One thing I like to do personally, I love TED Talks. I love listening to TED Talks, enjoying TED Talks. Because they're so real, they're raw, they're emotion, they're fact-based, they're factual, they're real life, and they're impactful, and they help me understand these different topics that I want to understand. And then, of course, depending on your belief system, you can practice your faith, whether that's praying, scripture, whatever it is for you, practice that as well to help your kind of bring your grounding back in. And the last thing I have for you here on this topic is letting it out, cry it out, scream into a pillow, exercise, do your favorite hobby. You know, if it's for whatever reason you need to go to someone's um, gravesite, if that's something that helps you, do it. Do those things that you know help you the most. Take a hot bath, take a shower, take an extra nap, watch your favorite TV show, play your favorite video game. Put something else off, like cleaning the dishes. Something minimal and minor that can wait. Put that off to the side. Do something for you that will make you feel good. That will get those happy chemicals flowing. For me, I like to stress clean. I like to clean. Cleaning helps me feel better. It helps me let it out. It helps me refocus because I have a clean space and I can kind of realign. I see, okay, these 10 clutter piles, 
are my physical 10 clutter piles. But in that same aspect, I probably have 10 clutter piles in my brain right now that I also need to sort through. So me sorting through these 10 piles right now is going to help me sort through these 10 piles on the back end of it. And of course, if you need to scream, if you need to cry, do that. Whatever way is going to help you release it and let it out, do it. Let it out. Get it out of your system. And that's our wellness topic for today. It sucks, but Taylor was right. You're the problem. It's you. You're your own problem. You're your own biggest enemy. You can overcome you. Fight yourself in your head. You're going to win the battle. Start small and celebrate your small wins along the way. Do you guys know something I love more than almost anything is water. I love cold water from a reusable water bottle. I love water bottles that have a, an amazing wood finish. I love water bottles that keep your water cold for more than 24 hours at a time, even in the most extreme heat. I love shaker bottles. I love gallon water bottles. I love can koozies. I love custom dog bowls, shaker bottles, bedding, sheets, pillows, comforters, pillow cases, extra accessories, ice packs, tons of different gifts for him, for her, gift cards. You can get all these and save money at coldest.com coldest water brand the coldest water bottle the coldest dog bowl the coldest can coolie the coldest sheets the coldest pillow the coldest everything they're all amazing and they're all on a site-wide black friday sale right now save some money save some extra money when you use code ballboy10 checkout you can get the new sports finish you can get the one gallon jug you can get tumblers mugs classic bottles and can coolers and so much more at thecoldest.com check it out use code ballboy use the link in our link tree however you want to get there thank us later by getting someone an amazing gift this holiday season or treat yourself you deserve it you earn it you deserve to have cold water treat yourself thank us later Thank you, live studio audience. Much appreciated to you. I know I'm the real MVP for saving that last segment for you guys. You're welcome. We're gonna we're gonna talk to our younger selves. We're gonna talk to our younger selves for a bit and maybe give you some advice as well in these same situations. Because maybe you haven't had these situations, maybe you have, maybe you're working through them or whatever the, whatever it might be. So often, I feel like we ask ourselves a lot while we're doing our show is if you could go back and talk to the younger version of you. So we're going to do that. If you can go back and tell yourself or give yourself one piece of advice in this situation, what would you tell you? We're going to take this a few different ways. We're going to go three different, three different ways and we're going to go in an order that I have set up here. So just bear with me, okay? The first one, Aaron, you're going to shoot first on this one. If you, uh, could, oh, sorry. if you could go back and tell yourself or give yourself advice in one of your really dark moments as like a teenager or a kid, what would you tell yourself? And context is optional. Um, so referring back to the last episode we did, uh, we touched on the, uh, this too shall pass. Um, there's a lot of times when, you know, things were rough or, you know, I was going through through things I that were tough and I just couldn't see that, you know, this too shall pass or, or you know, a new day will come. I like it. I like it a lot. For me personally, so if you the listener haven't noticed yet, I am running a no, uh, Movember fundraiser with Movember. 
Movember is this amazing program. It's a whole thing. It's all over social media. You'll see a link to it in our show notes um, on YouTube and on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. You'll see it in the description of the show. What Movember really is, most people think of it, oh, dudes growing their mustache, they grow their beards, or they move a lot, or they do this or that. It's so much more than that. With Movember, we're raising awareness by growing a mustache for men's suicide. Every 60, every minute of every hour of every day, a man commits suicide somewhere in the world. Every single minute of every single day. It's insane. In the U.S. alone, it's a four-to-one ratio of men's suicide to women's suicide. It's an epidemic. It's huge, and no one talks about it, hence why Movember is talking about it. One of the most treatable cases of cancer that is misdiagnosed or missed altogether until it's far too late. Do you know what it is, Aaron? No, I don't. Testicular cancer. Another reason, another thing that Movember brings awareness to, testicular cancer. Do you know the next cancer that is very common but not diagnosed until it's pretty late? It relates to men as well. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Prostate cancer. Mm. So testicular cancer, prostate cancer are two cancers that are caught way later than most other cancers in men just because they're ignored. Men don't talk about it and things like that. So that's my context here. And you'll see in my bio that I wrote out kind of my story and why I'm Movember. When I was a teenager, I was in a really dark place at a point where I wanted to just end it. And of course, this was 10 years ago. I'm in a much different place now. But I had those very intrusive thoughts. And I was at a point where I was ready to do it if it wasn't for a great friend who was there to keep me from doing it. However, I would go back to that moment on that night. And... I don't know exactly what I would say. I don't think I would really say anything. I would more so just hug myself and give myself an opportunity to let those feelings out and to listen. Because I feel like if you're in those dark places, at least for me, you almost need that more. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. I get it. So. Just presence. Exactly. So I would just be there for myself. But if I had to say something to myself in that moment, it would be to remind my younger self that I'm loved. I'm worthy of love. I'm valuable. I'm important. There's people that care about me. And just that the future is so much brighter than it looks right now. Because it is. But I feel present. When someone's in those dark moments, it's just having that presence of someone there really helps get them not through it, but to a safer place. Next one here. We're going to kind of bring this back up here. The next one I'll shoot first. When you met your significant other or most recent significant other, what would you tell yourself? Now I can go a lot of ways with this one. If I'm going back to my, in reference to my to my ex-wife, because that was my most recent, very long-term relationship. Outside of the, the woman that I'm dating now, it's only been a couple weeks, so it doesn't really make sense if that, that makes sense. But if I can go back to when I met my significant other, I could go the funny route here of telling myself, don't do it. But I'm not doing that because if I don't do it, tell myself not to do it, I don't have my kids. And my kids are everything to me. So what I'm telling myself is that it's going to be hard. It's going to be rough. Just know that it's going to be worth it. It might not seem like it's worth it, but it's going to be worth it. How about you? 
Uh, yeah, if, if I have to think about when I first met my wife, I, I think I'd tell myself just trust your instincts. You know what I mean? Just there's a lot of time where I doubted myself or, or my belief in, in what I was feeling. And yeah, I would just tell myself, you know, listen to your gut. I love that because it's, I mean, that's what happens when you get into a new relationship. You, you doubt, you doubt everything and you just kind of have to listen and go with it and just trying to try to trust that sixth sense, you know? Yeah, no, that's definitely a part of building a relationship is both sides reaching out to um, build it, you know what I mean? Build the bridge and, mm-hmm. and being vulnerable. Yeah, and I think that, so you said, you said that right there, vulnerable. You have to be vulnerable when you're in that relationship at the beginning, especially if you're if you're feeling like it's, you have that gut feeling like this is really different. You have to allow yourself to be vulnerable. Because if you hold back, but your gut's telling you to let go, to open up, take down the walls, because your gut doesn't tell you that with everybody, you know. I've dated, I've gone on plenty of first dates, second dates, talked to plenty of different women over the last course of this last year and a half of being single, and that wall doesn't normally come down. Like there's something in my gut that tells me it doesn't come down. But however, now my gut's telling me, yeah, you're good. You're like, checks out. Vibe check passed kind of thing. So definitely you have to be vulnerable. Now back to you. Back to you. When you first became a dad, what would you go back and tell yourself in that delivery room, first kid, what are you telling yourself? Mm, so this one's easy, man. This one is uh, everything works out. So, I mean, you're a father as well, but I remember the first first experience with my first daughter. My mind was in a million different places. <laughs> thinking about what could go wrong, what I needed to do, still very young, focused on my career, but at the same time, now I have family, and I was just so stressed out and so worried, and, you know, I just go back and, and tell myself, you know, just stay on the path you're on, and everything works out. I love that, and I'm I'm pretty close to the same boat, but for me, I would go back and tell myself to calm down, and it's not it's basically to calm down and to know this is going to be the best thing that could have ever and ever will happen to you is becoming a father and just kind of instilling myself with confidence because I was so like insecure I was young I was just you know struggling in in college with what I wanted to do you know it was it was such a new like life and just everything it was so like overwhelming and stressful you know I still wanted my life to be my life and about me but it's not about me anymore and all these different aspects and I would just tell myself calm down this is going to be the best thing you could ever have done you're going to kill it and just commit, just commit to it. The more you commit as a dad, the better of a dad you are. Commit to the bit is what you got to do. And of course, fake it till you make it because becoming a new dad first time, that shit's hard. It's really hard. Oh yeah, dude. The first, first five diapers I ever changed. <laughs> scariest scariest days of my life man <laughs> oh yeah dude or when you're you know you she's breastfeeding and well my ex breastfed i don't know if yours did you're on for yours but you know there was times where you fall asleep with the baby and maybe the baby falls and you freak out or you're freaked out about germs or you're freaked out about all these different things that just freak you out you're like oh my gosh germs people 
sanitization, open air. People looked in my general direction. Oh my baby! Oh my goodness! Just all these stupid things are so irrational that you realize are so irrational when you have your second kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. the The second go around was definitely a lot less hectic. Oh my goodness! The second time around, it's like, yeah, I know how to I know how to get this kid to sleep. I know how to get this kid to calm down. I know how to change diapers, no problem. Bottles, schedules all that fun stuff, germs, whatever, pick the pacifier up, plop it back in your mouth and blow it off for your kid. Um, yeah, it's like the, the first kid is the uh, experiment. <laughs> second yeah. one's the refined product. Yeah. I think that's why second kids are a little bit more reckless. Yeah, because they, the, they get all the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, they, it's because we know, you know, you learn. You learn with your second one. Yeah. Um, we have a couple seconds here. What would you tell yourself the second time when you had that kid number two? Uh, this one's going to be trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what I would let myself know. This one's going to be trouble. Yeah, I'm telling myself, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, let me tell you, for for whatever boy or girl ends up or whatever ends up with, with my, my second daughter, it's... Good luck. Good l- Amen, dude. Good same, luck, because I'm I'm from... making that girl standards so so high. Yeah, I mean for both of them, they're super yeah. high. Well, but I mean both of them. One. Yeah. Second one's just yeah, she's. You got to keep up, buddy. <laughs> this one, this first one, she she got herself. She good. She independent. Yeah. The second one though, she's wild. She's yeah. Good luck. That's what I'm, I'm just telling myself. Good luck, good luck, buddy. You got you got hell coming for you. <laughs> Outside of that, any any last things you want to tell the listeners just about this topic of talking to your younger self? Or, uh, yeah, it, it's um something I've actually started implementing in my life is um, you know, think, try and think um, of what a, a future you would tell yourself right now. You know, it's um. Try and give yourself your own advice, if you would. No, I I agree. I think that's perfect because we don't do that, you know? Yeah, you get so caught up, man. You get so caught up in living, you forget to change perspective. Yeah, you forget your own perspective of the stuff you've already been through. Yeah. Like, you forget, oh, wait, I've been here. I've been here. I know what I did last time. I know what I didn't do. And I, I'm really grateful for that experience now, especially dating someone new that, you know, it feels great. I know what to look out for. I know myself a lot better. So I know what not to do personally. I know where I struggled in the past. So I know where I can improve and what I can do different and, and better, if that makes any sense. So listen to yourself, trust yourself, and history repeats itself, especially when it's your own history. But you can change it. So that's what I'm going to leave it there. Take a quick uh, quick water break. And we're going to be back with headliners. There's so many different reasons to celebrate Movember. For guys, we get to grow awesome mustaches, awesome beards. If you're not a bro, you don't have to grow to save a bro. You can move 60 miles throughout the course of November. You can also launch a fundraiser on Movember.com. Head over to our link tree, the very first link, Movember. Our goal is to raise $500 to help bring awareness to men's suicide, prostate cancer, and testicular cancer, and to help bring awareness and help those we've lost who can't help themselves any further, but we can help prevent it from spreading further. Men's suicide rate in the United States is 4 to 1. Other countries, it's as high as 60 to 1. One man dies every minute of every day around the world every 60 minutes there's 60 men that die by suicide that's one suicide a minute that is too many help us end it go over to our link tree even ten dollars helps kick us off get us started get us moving in the right direction so we can help support men men support men help support movember launch more amazing projects to help in your community my community and around the world 
to help people plan and to help bring more awareness to men's mental health. Powered by Riverside FM. Live on the scene with breaking news from the Young Dad Pod studio. Headliners returns. Aaron, to you. National Park Service warns visitors to stop licking psychedelic toads. As of November 8th, the National Park Service is warning visitors to stop kissing and licking the Sonoran Desert toad because the amphibian's potent toxin can make people sick. The National Park Service has warned visitors in its Facebook post last week that the Sonoran Desert toad has a defensive milky venom excreted through its skin that is classified as an illegal psychedelic that can produce late-night content no one asked for. Jewel, back to you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Authorities are currently investigating more about the toad and people licking the toads. However, authorities are also under another knee-deep investigation into an October 19th report, a power outage that affected 1,953 customers in Oregon was blamed on a single corporate, a squirrel. That's exactly right. You heard me correctly. A squirrel. Portland General Electric said that almost 2,000 customers in East Salem lost power at about 10.42 a.m. on a Tuesday, and it was stored nearly two hours later. PGE said a squirrel was to blame for the outage, but the specifications of the animal's actions were unclear. Authorities are currently investigating. A similar incident occurred in September when about 10,000 customers in Virginia lost power due to a squirrel came in contact with with the equipment. Power was restored about an hour after. Back to you. Uh, Those pesky squirrels. In other news, Halloween candy stop earns man a million-dollar Powerball prize. November 4th, a Maryland man said running late and needed to buy Halloween candy led him to visit a store he otherwise wouldn't have gone to and win a million-dollar Powerball prize. The 58-year-old Bowie man told Maryland lottery officials he stopped at the giant store in Bowie because he needed to buy Halloween candy ahead of the holiday, but the store wouldn't have been his first choice. I wasn't actually going to go to Giant, the player said, but I was in a hurry to get home. Very interesting. You can just say he had a luck of the draw on that one. Two exciting reports coming from new recent developments that I've recently obtained here. An October 5th report, police in Ohio responded to a resident's home where a wild turkey broke in through a large window and ended up breaking back out. Quick little breaking and entering from this turkey. The Miami Township Police Department said officers responded to the home of a resident who called 911 to report a large turkey had gobbled its way through a window into their daughter's playroom. The daughter was not amused at the uh, turkey entering her playroom, quickly jumped back out and left, and the turkey broke out. Second exciting development is a recent story out of Scotland. Yes, the country Scotland. A cow had wandered onto the train tracks. It was telling the trains to move over. Scott Rail posted a photo on Twitter showing the cow that wandered onto the, the tracks in East Dunbar, Tonshire, around 10 a.m. local time, Thursday, October 6th. The cow was noticed by the cameras and responded to by a local coax and was responded to by authorities to the location to coax the cow back to safety. Officials said there were delays on the lines, but the cow was returned safely home to its rightful owner and then likely slaughtered a few days later. Back to you. Uh, Yeah, so that concludes our new segment for the day. We're going to go ahead and send this back to the studio so that we may finish out this podcast. Thank you, faithful audience. That was sure exciting having boots on the ground for those reports. It was really exciting to get out of the studio, kind of get out with the people. Just enjoy being out, you know, out and about, learning about these different things. And my question to you is, what did you learn today? 
I learned that I can I can ruin your life pretty easily. Just release a bunch of squirrels in your neighborhood. Squirrels and raccoons. Squirrels, dude, <laughs> squirrels, squirrels. Come on, power outages, giving you death stares when you take your trash out. Come on, come on. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's not that bad. It's pretty bad. I, I doubt it. Well, I learned that I could ruin your day with a snake that <laughs> you don't expect to be there. Or by taking you to the beach. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, um, you know, I learned that you have to listen to yourself. You have to take your own advice and kind of have to let come what may and embrace it and kind of just go with it because it's all going to end up working out in the end, whether you know it in that moment or not. So, all right. Well, that does us for the Young Dad podcast today. Thank you. Thank you to our live studio audience. We are so incredibly grateful for you guys. You guys keep us going. You keep us motivated. You bring us up. Bring us up when we're down. Remember, at sign on all socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We're there. Young Dad Pod. You can find us everywhere. Make sure you visit the website, ballboymedia.com, for all updates, blogs, things like that. And that's it. Aaron, anything last Anything last you want to say to the listeners? Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Later. Psst. Are you still there? Thanks for staying all the way through to the end of the show. Appreciate you. Hey, stay tuned. Next week, we have a very special guest coming on. We have Brad from the Baseball Together podcast, host of the Baseball Together podcast, my amazing cohort, and Seattle Baseball Together. Brad is an amazing guy. You will not want to miss this podcast as we are going to dive into what it is like from his perspective to have a child that is on the spectrum. We are so excited for this next episode. And that, as Brad would say, is what you call a teaser. Follow us on at Young Dad Pod on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Subscribe to the website at ballboy or ballboymedia.com. Find us on Facebook under Ballboy Media. Share it with a friend. Share this podcast with a friend if you love it. Five stars. Rate it. Review it. All that fun stuff goes a long way. Subscribe on YouTube. All the things. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you next week. <laughs>